welcome to Attached, a podcast about the loved ones we're attached to and the good, the bad, and the ugly advice about those relationships that maybe we shouldn't be so attached to. We here at Attached want to share ways to enhance your relationships and debunk all of that bad relationship advice using science. Science. I mean... Chartable says we are an official science podcast now. It is true. And also here at Attached, we full on respect science, just for the record. Full on. Full on. None of that halfway shit. No, none of that halfway. <laughs> I'm Dr. Patricia Robertson out of the University of Tennessee. I'm Dr. <laughs> wow. Jacob Priest. Wow. I'm Dr. Jacob Priest Sorry, from the University of Iowa. And I'm Dr. Sarah Woods from UT Southwestern Medical Center. Today, Jacob will bring us some very interesting stuff in the pop culture section. I am 100% sure. I have no doubt. Then in the academic deep dive segment. That's a what little that- bit of pressure. I was going to say, yikes. Lower Set that bar high. If you guys can't tell, we're a little slap happy, like I'm sure all of you are in your homes in isolation. But nevertheless, we're going to keep on going. Then in the academic deep dive segment, we're going to discuss an academic article, Caring for Others Cares for for the self. And in good or bad advice, we're going to discuss some recommendations from listeners about how to handle this staying in your home stuff that we're all trying to cope with here. Some really, really good ideas. Speaking of advice, if you have any advice you'd like us to talk about, please send it in. You can leave us a message at 865-229-6775, email us, attachpodcast at gmail.com, or tweet us at attached podcast and the same as facebook or instagram also consider becoming a member of the attached team by going to patreon.com backslash attached podcast your membership will help keep us going and keep this podcast going and you guys once we hit 300 patrons we're gonna move to weekly episodes so that's a fun little goal to just keep in mind is that but- an incentive or a disincentive for people <laughs> I hope it's an incentive, but we haven't thought about that. Uh, But hey, join and get a mug. We got some pretty great mugs we're going to send out to people who become patrons on Patreon. Yes, patrons on Patreon for patriotic reasons. I'm just thinking of another P. I'm sorry. But not too many of you, because then you're going to be punished with weekly episodes. (laughs) Good, sizable number, get mugs. If you're number 299 and you go to the website, don't join. Just stop. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um, But before we get to all of that, these are kind of crazy times we're living in. How are you guys doing? How's your mental health? It's been a little chaotic in Iowa. I've moved all of my classes online. I've been trying to work with our LGBTQ counseling clinic. I have a big meeting tomorrow with all the therapists to get all those policies and procedures moved online. So it's been kind of crazy and chaotic. Chelsea is in her last semester of graduate school. Oh, gosh. Yeah, she's kind of bummed that they've canceled graduation. Oh, yeah. But she's still trying to figure out all the changes, what's going to stay the same, what's going to be the different. But we've been really just trying to take it in stride. We've been doing happy hour hangouts on Google or on Zoom and playing games with friends and talking to family, doing lots of projects around the house. We just put up some really cool wallpaper. And if you're a Patreon member, I'll take a picture of it and put it on our Patreon page in our nursery. It's so, it's coming together really nice. 
Oh. Can't wait for that. But I love it. Um, yeah, we've been we've been doing speaking all right, of, all things considered. Speaking of babies, what I was thinking the other day, I wonder if like with the this like quarantine and everybody stuck in the house, I wonder if there's gonna be like a baby boom, like a COVID <laughs> baby boom, like there was like for baby boomers. Oh uh, well, you know, I saw on Twitter, I don't remember her name. A relationship educator somewhere, she said, all couples in isolation during COVID are going to either end up divorced or pregnant. Right. <laughs> or pregnant. It's going to be it's going to be a, a divorce boom and a, a pregnancy, a baby boom. Unless they listen to the Attached podcast and then they'll be able to navigate this in a very effective way that will bring them together, but also foster a sense of self. <laughs> wow. Set those expectations <laughs> high. I was just going to say, oh, my goodness. Yep. <laughs> That's what this podcast does. Woods. Oh, you know, everything's completely normal here. Just doing <laughs> totally normal stuff. Just um, going for a lot of walks and nice. walking really wide circles around people. Like it's very socially normal. Doomsday prepping. We started taking out margaritas by the gallon from our area restaurants. Yep. Everything's Hashtag really... doomsday prepping equals <laughs> margaritas right. by the gallon. I with you. I That's feel right. you. I get it. I highly, I highly recommend. I highly recommend it for the, for those of you for whom that's healthy, which is probably nobody. I just, like, I don't want to promote alcoholism. I just am saying margaritas are. Best by the gallon, we discovered. Uh, I mean, for for those of you who have been listening to this podcast all along, there was an episode maybe earlier last fall where I talked about how awful I am at gardening. And I just, I, I don't know why I decided part of my doomsday prepping should be trying to grow my own vegetables. Um, but that's what we've been doing this weekend is, um, now to be fair, most of what I planted, I realized afterwards is not edible. Wait, um, what? So it's a lot of... <laughs> We, I, I planted carrots, which I'm definitely, I've never, not one summer have I been successful at those. Um, I get hard. like uh, pinky sized little tiny carrots that are not edible. Um, lettuce, tomatoes, peppers, uh, rosemary, because we're just going to need a lot of seasoning once we're isolated for six months. <laughs> I mean, and not wrong. Then, then like sunflowers and marigolds and some other flowers, like oh. uh, just seeds that didn't need to happen. But um, so, yeah, we're going to try it just in case, you know. Just in case we need to subsist on only salad in a few months, we may we may be able to do that. It's unlikely. So, me and my husband are working from home. The kids are schooling <laughs> from home. In the past eight days, maybe nine now, I've left the house one time. I'm doing fine, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hanging out there. Okay. <laughs> I realize margaritas by the gallon is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I realize that I am not. Well, I've always known this. I'm not very good at like being bored uh, or you not doing something. So my to do list has just been insane. Like I have decided to make crackers because normal people do that. Mm -hmm. I have decided to make butter. Because normal people do that. Wow. I've also decided to start sewing outfits for my children. Because that's what normal people do. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it's like a um, Maria Von Trapp situation going on over there. <laughs> I'm not well. 
Um, How I'm... do you solve a problem like Maria? <laughs> like Patricia. No one knows. No one knows. It's a it's a, a mystery that no one can solve. I um, I do notice those curtains behind you have like tiny child sized shirts cut out of them. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> that will be next. But I did find out that Joanne Fabrics you can order online and pick up at the uh, store door. So. So that will Joanne, be my next trip outside the home. Joanne Fabrics, become a Patreon member and we'll give you a mug. Yes. Yes. That's definitely going to happen. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. It was um, a, a plug that was influenced by too much social distancing. <laughs> They're falling outside social norms now. <laughs> I need to interact with people. <laughs> I'm so glad I get to talk to you guys today. I really needed it. I accidentally, when I was out, that one time I went out, I went to go pick up my illegal milk. You guys all know I'm on that sweet, sweet lowdown raw milk market. Uh And my friend just randomly showed up at the same time. And we pulled up and we both, I got out of my car because I saw it was her. I was like, hello. And we just kind of stood six feet apart. And we were like, how are you? (laughs) Like, we both desperately wanted to hug each other. But we couldn't because social distancing. And afterwards, she texted and she was like, that was so weird. I'm so sorry. I'm like, don't apologize. It's what we're supposed to do. But yes, it felt very weird. <laughs> My friend who I will see in two months and be able to embrace you. So anyway, yeah, it's weird time for all of us. First up, pop and culture. We learn about relationships from our friends and family. But a lot of what we think about love and relationships come from what we see in pop culture. For this first segment, we like to take a moment to highlight events in pop culture that influence people's lives and how we view relationships because it influences us all, especially as we're all consuming, I imagine, large amounts of screen time and pop culture during these times. Jacob, what do you have for us this episode? Yeah, so we're going a little bit different direction today to think about how we can use screens, actually, to balance kind of the time we're going to be spending together as a family and a time apart. Now, first thing I would say, don't have screens be your only mechanisms to do this. There's lots of other ways to do that, but that's not what we talk about in the pop and culture segment. Just just think about that. That'll come later on. But I do think that it's important to use all the things that we're going to be using during this social distancing, hunkering down in our homes to kind of bring us together, but also create boundaries. So mm. the first thing I would suggest is choose a show that your whole family can watch together, whatever type of family construction you are, right? So if you've got kids... Pick a show that the parents and the kids are going to like and want to watch together. And dedicate some time to go there and be there and spend that time watching together. It'll give you something to talk about outside of, what did you do today? Uh, I just watched a show. Oh, great. Right? You'll have a little bit more conversation there. But then also... Pick a show that you just watch on your own. We've talked about Netflix cheating before. This is not this. You're going to say, hey, family, partner, you're going to go watch something else. I'm going to watch my show, right? Right now in our home, we're watching all the little fires on Hulu together. So Chelsea and I are watching that. Really good. Reese Witherspoon, Carrie Washington, real real good cool family dynamics maybe i'll talk about it on the next pod but then chelsea also has her own show she is deep dived into love island australia season two i'll parachute in and out of that but i've had my own things that i've been watching too so we have stuff we watch together also stuff we watch apart and if you live by yourself 
I'd recommend actually finding somebody, a friend or somebody else who lives by themselves, getting them on your phone via FaceTime and watching something at the same time together mm-hmm. or having a time to talk yeah. about it. Because there's going to be potentially a lot of boredom going on as people, the longer we stay in our homes and be able to structure that so you do have togetherness time, separate time, I think is going to mm-hmm. be really useful. And I think same stuff applies to kind of other activities you can engage in, but when it comes to those screens and those movies and those shows... That's what I'd recommend. That's what we're doing at my house. We've got full house going as a family, which I haven't watched in 20 Whatever happened to years? predictability? <laughs> Is this full house? On the paper bowl. Or original? No. original. No, original. Yes. Yeah, original. Ooh, I love Baby it. Michelle. Yes. Yes. It's, it's some good stuff. There's uh, a lot of jokes where my husband and I look at each other like, wow, did we watch this as kids? This is a little adult. <laughs> um, can I also tell you that I had the biggest crush on Stephanie Tanner when I was growing up? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, my daughter's, my daughter's got a lot of, well, I don't know why I segue to this, but <laughs> my daughter's got a lot of Stephanie Tanner similarities. She's six, so that was a creepy sequitur there. Yeah. Um, Thank you for making me sound very creepy, Sarah. <laughs> well, it was different when you two were six, but. And then I am watching Four Weddings and a Funeral. Oh, the so good. TV, the adaptation that Mindy Kaling did, I think, like last summer oh. or fall that I hadn't watched. It's like a I haven't TV watched that one yet either. Where is Do it? it. It's so good. So it's on Hulu. It's on Hulu, yeah. Yep. But that one I have made very clear to Jesse is uh, just going to be mine because it's not high quality television. So I don't want to be judged for it, but it's like getting better as it goes. So I also don't want to stop. So that one's right. just for me. It yeah, gets better and better. We've been watching a lot of Princess Elena of Avalar as a family. Oh, yes. We love that show, too. It's amazing. So good. As a family and PJ Masks. Have you been exposed to um, PJ Masks? We have. We haven't watched that in a long time, though. Yeah, Charlotte really liked those. That's We bounce between those, one for the three-year-old and then the one mm-hmm. for the six-year-old. And my husband and I have been watching things like Pandemic, I, oh no. Outbreak. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. What is that other one with Matt Damon Contagion. Called? Contagion. Contagion. That's a really great mm, thing to manage like, your anxiety during yeah. this time, huh? Yeah. I, I feel like it runs real healthy, but it's definitely <laughs> what we're watching jointly. And then independently, I've been watching Emma, that movie that was supposed to oh, yeah. be released in theaters, just came to on demand, basically. So I've been watching. Would you watching, recommend it? Oh my gosh. It's so good, but I love that Jane Austen y type yeah, yes. costume drama yep. type thing. It's really well done. I highly recommend it. So, of course, nice. I'm watching that one. And I'm like, oh, yeah, the BBC did an Emma. So I'm watching now the mm. series, the BBC series of that. So I'll just now just cycle through all of the Jane Austen things. But, yes, I like that what you're saying. Family and also independence. Find those boundaries. Balance. Balance is the spice of life. You guys like that? <laughs> I, I did. Should I, I put think... it on a T-shirt? Yeah. Ooh. Or maybe you should oh. tattoo yourself with it. Oh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Again, a recommendation not framed by typical social norms. <laughs> I like what you said there. That should be a tattoo for when we can escape our homes. <laughs> T-shirt to tattoo. Very normal job. I love it. Now we're going to move to the academic deep dive segment and talk about an article titled 
caring for others cares for the self. An experimental test of brief downward social comparison, loving kindness, and interconnectedness contemplations. Recently published in the Journal of Happiness Studies by Douglas Gentile, Don Sweet, and Lan Mao He of Iowa State University. This Yay, study Iowa well, <laughs> Iowa State sister school. Yeah, I'm glad you're I'm glad you're supportive. Um also I love that the first two authors' last names are Gentile and Sweet and it's in the Journal of oh, Happiness Studies. Just thought that, that is. was nice. How cute that is. Good 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 looking out. The study compares several walking contemplation strategies, which we'll define for you more in a bit, and their effects on decreasing anxiety and improving well-being. I really think this was an excellent pick, especially considering uh, our current times. Subjective well-being, the authors describe, includes how we feel or how we think about our life. One way we assess well-being is by comparing ourselves to others to see how we might be measuring up. This social comparison process can be upward, where we compare ourselves to people we think are socially better than us, or downward, where we compare ourselves to people we think are worse off than us. The authors point out that upward social comparison is associated with anxiety because we end up feeling less than, whereas downward social comparison can lead to an increase in self-esteem, less anxiety, and feeling good because we've feel well we feel better than they do or than we thought a second contemplative practice that may improve well-being and decrease anxiety is loving kindness meditation which is a buddhist practice loving kindness meditation involves picturing people including yourself and loved ones someone that you dislike etc and extending feelings of loving kindness toward them while meditating by repeating the phrase such as May you be happy or may you be well, for example. This kind of meditation has been found to generate feelings of benevolence towards other people and promotes positive emotions and decreases anxiety and a negative affect. Third, the authors focused on the Buddhist tradition of noticing levels of interconnectedness between people. They describe this practice of becoming deeply aware of how we are interdependent with all living things and that nothing is separate. They also explain that prior research examining this practice has found an increase in people feeling socially connected, even to people we're physically distant from, which I think is particularly fascinating given again, the current time we're in. So Sarah, how did this study compare the effects between these three types of cognitive strategies on well-being outcomes? Yeah, so they chose these three based on the ability to do them while walking, to do them independently because they are innocuous, meaning there's not really necessarily any negative effects that you would find from these things. It's really just kind of at worst neutral. And because you don't need any extra equipment or prior experience to be able to do these kinds of things. So, and theoretically, the authors explained that any of these three strategies should have beneficial effects. So they focused on loving kindness meditation and interconnectedness and downward social comparison, thinking that they all could benefit anxiety and subjective well-being, but they actually hypothesized that downward social comparison would not necessarily differ from their control group because they describe it as 
essentially a competitive strategy. So when you compare it to something like their loving kindness meditation, they hypothesize that downward social comparison would result in greater anxiety and less feelings of being socially connected to others because essentially it places you at odds with other people or in competition to them, which makes sense. So they sampled, and I'm going to give more detail here than I normally would just because I really liked their description. They sampled 549 undergrads and 53 of them were excluded for, quote, some type of irregularity, (laughs) which they described as they either didn't follow the instructions, they were intoxicated, (laughs) et cetera. So it feels like a really exclude somebody. That's like a, that's 10% of their sample. That's like, that's a decent number of undergrads who signed up for a project. They were like, eh, I don't really, I don't really need to be very mindful to be here. So their, their end sample is 496, an average age of about 19, 39% male, 72% white, although they were missing demographics for 152 of their participants, which I also really appreciated them describing. I, I kind of wonder if there was a research assistant who maybe also didn't fo- follow instructions. I'm not really sure how that happened. <laughs> or was slightly you know intoxicated. What? Is that what you're referring to? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the rules are there, but I appreciate their honesty. And also, I read it and I was like, yeah, shit happens. <laughs> so research goes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you did the best you could the best you could yeah Yeah, that's right and so they had these participants completed surveys they measured a bunch of stuff including anxiety happiness life satisfaction empathy social connectedness caring and many others Um, and then they randomized these participants to one of four conditions they gave them instructions about what their condition was and a stopwatch and then asked them to walk around halls of a building for 12 minutes while looking at other people in the building, most of whom they would not know, and to follow the instructions while they were walking around for their specific condition. So they were told, and I'm going to describe this because I think it is important for thinking about what we can take away from this research. So their instructions were, as you walk around, notice the people you see and really try to look at them. And as you're looking at them, think to yourself. In the first condition, their downward social comparison. They were told to think to yourself about how you are better off than they are, how your life might be better than theirs, how something is maybe easier for you than for them, etc. So walk around looking at people and thinking, I'm better than these people for 12 minutes. <laughs> the loving, <laughs> which I mean, is essentially what downward social comparison is. Yeah. <laughs> Shit's easier for me than for you. I look better than you do. Loving kindness condition, they were told to think to yourself, I wish for this person to be happy and really try to mean mm. it. The interconnectedness condition, I really loved the description of this one. They said to think about how you're connected to them. They might take a similar class as you. They might feel many of the same stresses or hopes. They might even eat at the same restaurant. And then they, the instructions dived deeper in terms of where does that food come from? Where did the, maybe the restaurant get it? Who grew the food? How does it transported? Think of all the ways in which you share connections with these people and try to see all the similarities, which I really liked. And then a control condition, they, those participants were instructed to pay attention to what the people are wearing, which potentially feels like it um, gets close to downward social comparison. <laughs> or upward social but, comparison. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's that's right. That's right. But it was just more about like notice the details. Then they went back to the lab. They had to write down a summary of their experience, what they did to really make sure that they followed the directions that right. they've been given and fill out another survey. So what the researchers found was that participants in the loving kindness condition reported lower state anxiety, higher state happiness, and greater state empathy, as well as higher feelings of caring and higher feelings of connectedness socially than participants in the control group. And they found that 
it seemed to work equally well regardless of how much trait narcissism participants reported. But it was possible that it worked particularly well for people with higher trait mindfulness, though that was a moderation effect, an effect of their maybe personality that they weren't entirely sure of the findings. Participants in the interconnectedness contemplative practice group didn't have any significantly different anxiety or happiness than control participants, but they did have greater empathy and higher feelings of connectedness, Mm. which makes sense to me. There was no differences between the downward social comparison and the control group, but downward social comparison participants had greater anxiety, less empathy, lower feelings of caring, and lower feelings of connectedness than participants in the loving kindness condition. That makes sense. So... Yeah, so not only was it there no benefit over walking around and saying, this is what you're wearing, you got a necklace on, you got a shirt, didn't really make a difference, but it was significantly worse than walking around and simply saying in your head, I wish you well. I wish for this person to be happy. Yeah. So there are some certainly some limitations. There are um, Midwestern college students in Iowa, which if I know anything about Iowans, they and like by by the reality. way, we all should know a lot about Iowans, <laughs> right. given Iowa. Jacobs' right. intense yes. right. cell yes. of Iowa for the past yes. six to nine yeah. months. A lot of uh, Iowa Midwestern tourism advertising. So if I know anything, they really like reality television. <laughs> they put a lot of energy like into corn? poorly caucusing. Yes. Yeah, they they yeah. There are not very many of them, but they're really like Halloween parades. I don't know. I feel like there's some very, so, you know, maybe not representative of the um, general population. And they said that they, to really truly activate down, downward social comparison, research would typically threaten participants' sense of worth first, which I was like, I know, but I really like this as a limitation. Like, we didn't take this far enough. So really, it's possible that we didn't find as, we didn't find how bad this really could be, which I was like, that was really interesting. It's also short-term effects of a one-time practice and all towards strangers. So they're mostly walking around this building not knowing who these people are. And so we don't know how practicing over time, doing any of these conditions repeatedly could affect subjective well-being. But I did pull out this quote that I really like that the authors wrote. Certainly 100 years of educational psychology, modern neuroscience, and your grandmother all agree that practice (laughs) increases skills and makes them automatic. (laughs) It's in the paper, the published paper. I just love it so Uh, much. Your grandmother says practice makes perfect. Listen. So listen to your grandmother. (laughs) That's right. Listen to your grandmother. If these are the short-term effects of a a one-time practice, even if all the effects were short-term, it seems like it's not the, I mean, that seems like a pretty powerful effect. And that's, that's what I made a note for myself about what I think the takeaways are, is that this was a, first and foremost, a very small amount of time for some really important benefits. 12, 12 minutes is also very very particular. It's right. very specific. I don't know why they picked 12, but potentially they timed themselves walking around the building and they're like, yeah, it takes about that much. This For the sober ones. They just thought <laughs> that 15 was too long and 10 it was, was too, too short. Right. So let's right. just go with 12. And then they can still make it to their next class. So it was a really small amount of time for some really interesting, important benefits in lots of different ways, right? This intra-individual sensation of feeling less anxious and more happy, but also these social ways of feeling more caring and more empathy and more socially connected in 12 minutes, just walking around looking at strangers. I mean, not just doing that with the contemplative practices, right? but I think that's a very, I mean, 12 minutes is nothing. And I think the instructions for the contemplative practices were so simple that you could really implement them so easily to maybe achieve some of these really interesting 
outcomes yeah. for yourself that if practicing loving kindness meditation which they only focus on outward loving kindness right so sending out this feeling of benevolence and well wishing towards these strangers in this building they didn't focus on i think Buddhist practice also, as you talked about, Patricia, focuses on sending some of that energy to people you love, people that are neutral, like a stranger maybe, but also people that you dislike doing that kind of sequentially, as well as to yourself, sending love to yourself. I also think that the more full loving kindness meditation focuses on receiving that energy from other people. So although it's all cognitive, it's all in your mind, kind of imagining people that love you, sending you this positive energy also, which that's not what they did here and they already achieved these kinds of outcomes which is really interesting but if you really wanted to do this and we'll share some of this information on our uh, social media when we share about this episode but I think there's a even fuller way to do these kinds of practices that could be even more beneficial and I think especially important for this period of time where we are having to be remote from other people and uh, distance ourselves from others to keep people safe Um, I think it's a really interesting study that talks about how we don't need to be with other people to feel more connected to them. We are hardwired to be in relationships with other people, which I know is something Jacob talks about a lot. That's just, that's how we're built. And there are really negative effects about ruminating on when we feel lonely and when we feel socially isolated that we talked about, I think in our last episode a little bit, that when we feel lonely, we start to generate some loneliness from feeling isolated and isolating ourselves. But we can do this kind of building connection even when we're social distancing by focusing on others cognitively in our minds. And I think, I mean, even kind of thinking about if you're at home and watching for people walking, we have a lot, I mean, our whole neighborhood is out and walking and taking wide circles around people um, (laughs) because they're home and they're not at work. And that's so fantastic. So, I mean, you could do that just watching people walk by your house or while you're driving in your car or even on social media. Um, I think downward social comparison is is potentially something that happens really easily on Facebook or Instagram, et cetera, or upward social comparison for sure. But kind of shifting your mindset to just be thinking, I wish you well, or I wish that you're healthy, I wish good things for you, is a really potentially simple practice. Yeah. I like that so much. And I was thinking too, you know, there's also a lot of YouTube videos and apps you can download for your phone. So if this is a practice you Mm -hmm. want to start engaging in, like so the Headspace app has walking meditations that are loving kindness meditations and ones that you can do while seated. I really, you know, like that they include that downward social comparison in this study as well, Mm -hmm. right? Because sometimes Mm -hmm. we do feel like, oh, I don't have it as bad as they do, or at least I'm not that person. And I don't think that that's really the message, especially during a time where a lot of people are going to be under stress and anxiety that we want kind of playing through our heads. And that's what I really Mm -hmm. liked about all these comparison groups is it shows that really this loving kindness meditation in just a short amount of time, Sarah, like you were saying, can have an effect on our own emotional experience and help us kind Mm -hmm. of manage the anxiety, the the emotions that are going to take place during this time uh, where things are unknown, um, where we're getting new information daily. Carving that into your daily routine, I think could be really helpful during, during a st- yep. stressful time like this. Yep. Absolutely. Loving kindness. I love it. <laughs> loving kindness. I love it. I love it. <laughs> love you some I loving love kindness. I love it. I love it. I love it. Woohoo! Boo! Finally, time for good or bad advice, where we talk about pervasive relationship advice about friends, families, and romantic partners. 
Did your parents or grandparents have a saying about love and marriage? Did you have a friend or romantic partner who said something about love and family that you just thought was odd or perhaps it struck you as poignant? Maybe you heard something about relationships in a movie or TV show that just made you think. This is the section of the show where we talk about that advice or that saying and based on science, decide if it was good or bad. Oh, that was normal. That was completely okay. If you have been on the receiving end of some relationship advice or you've seen something on TV that you'd like for us to talk about it, please send it to us. You can leave us a message at 865-229-6775, email us at attachpodcast at gmail.com, or tweet us at attachpodcast and the same handle on Facebook and Instagram. I just realized I said the word handle. While you're at it, please like and subscribe to the podcast, share it with your loved ones, and leave us a comment. You mean a review? Oh, a review. (laughs) That too. You can leave us a comment, and we'd particularly love a review if it's good. If it's a bad review, leave us a comment. <laughs> but you know what, you guys? We don't. We don't value feedback. We just want to hear. It. We just want. We just want that good news share. That capitalization. Oh my God. After share all, with this. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. After all that contemplative practice talk, don't don't send us any negative shit. Just, just send us send us well wishes and gratitude. Exactly. But listen, you guys, seriously. We know mm-hmm. that sharing a podcast about relationships and science, ugh, science so controversial, can be really, really challenging. So we came up with an example scenario to help our listeners spread the news. This is the time in the podcast where Sarah becomes very uncomfortable. <laughs> and it is my favorite. Uh, Jacob, are you ready? Yeah. See <sighs> online video chat for anyone. Oh I cannot believe I'm saying this, but I'm starting to miss Karen. Friend two. two. Oh, yeah. Karen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that annoying lady down the hall who always asked me if I'm expecting? Oh, yeah. Wow. Social distancing has really made you a different person. (laughs) I know. I really need something to do. Well, I know of this podcast. Oh, my God. Not another podcast. There are so many. I know, I know, I know. But this one is really worth your time. Plus, there are like 16 episodes. There was a ton of content to get through. (sighs) Okay. Lay it on me. What is it about? Basically, the Attached Podcast is both an exploration (laughs) about pop culture's depiction of human interaction and a breakdown of breaking research and close relationships. Wow. (laughs) Sounds like a bucket of laughs. It's actually quite funny. I don't know how the hosts do it. (laughs) Sold. I'm subscribing download today. Don't forget to give it five stars and leave a glowing comment. (laughs) And scene. <laughs> Why can't friend two just go review and then not have to play this whole thing out? What is happening? <laughs> oh my god, I love it so much. Um, this is just a normal interaction between two human beings <laughs> that if it comes up, you guys, that's a way to, you know, like share the podcast. In this episode, good or bad advice, we solicited multiple ways to keep from getting cabin fever. So it's a little bit different than what we typically do, but I really wanted to kind of share the wealth of knowledge 
that our listeners have given us about how to try and stay sane during these times. So here we go. We can talk about it and see if it's good or bad advice, or we can just laugh. So we hope some of these examples will be helpful and at very minimum make you laugh maybe a little bit. So Carol M. wrote in. She had a number of great ideas. Puzzles and other games. Stay offline. Only read reputable sources for updates. I thought that was really good advice. Counting the number of squares of tissue paper that you use every time you go. Good advice. (laughs) Video drinking game with friends. So anytime someone touches their face or says virus slash cold, you drink. (laughs) I love this. Carol M., you're amazing. (laughs) For adults working from home, pick a new room every day to work from and just build your little office there and work from there. Play the floor is lava. She says she's been doing this for two weeks, and she's a total champ at it, and this is good yes. for both parents and children alike. Master a new hairdo from a YouTube video. So find a hairdo you like and master it. We have all the time in the world. Why not? Take a weed gummy <laughs> to prevent panic attacks. I mean, we can't officially endorse that, <laughs> yeah. but we can unofficially endorse that, right? If it works for you, it works for you. And if it's legal in your state, it's legal in your state. Cry in the shower while having a keratin mass uh, soak oh. in your hair. Chopped Corona edition. Do you guys know what chopped is? Yes. Yeah, the... we're, we're, getting, we're getting close to that over here. <laughs> it's when you put random ingredients in a basket and then the other person has to make something out of it. Drink wine for breakfast. I mean, that's always a good idea. Marks. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I, I feel like Carol started off real positive and then maybe kind of went in a downward spiral. <laughs> she, got a little, she got a little dark. Isn't that how we're all doing it right now? I know, right? But I love them. Melissa L. says, wash dishes while breathing through the beginnings of a panic attack. <laughs> Aw, I know. Do a crossword puzzle from the Atlantic. Yeah, Very specific, but I'm here for it. The New York Times has a great app too, just saying. That's a good good point. Put books Their crossword puzzles are very challenging. Yeah, <laughs> the New York I'm, Times, yeah. Yeah. No, if you do the daily free one, to, it's way easier. Uh, okay, cuz I'm not really looking to like develop I don't feel like it's science-based for me to do. I feel like that's an upward social comparison. <laughs> are there are there people who can do these crossword puzzles cuz now I just feel stupid. It's true. If it doesn't work for you, don't do it. Put books in your library queue. Can you get the books? Or is it just like a sad list of things I would read if I could? I particularly loved it because it's like being ambitious, and I appreciate that. It's like saying, these are things I could do, but just going through and saying, I want to read that, I want to read that. So it's like, Mm -hmm. also, if you get bored, you can go back to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I liked it. Mm -hmm. Start a group text and send an uplifting song slash gif dedicated to one person in the group each day. Uh, Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Gif or Hmm. gif? Well, I said gif, so I believe that is. We're not talking about, says, we're not talking about peanut butter, are we? No. Yeah, research says it's gif. Okay. I think, yeah. So, research. research says, we're not citing that source. We're science! Just, we're on a science podcast list now. Therefore, everything we say is correct. Lisa S., Go outside for a walk at least once a day and make sure to stay six feet away from each other, which is Sarah has already made that recommendation. (laughs) Keep in touch with friends and family by phone or video chat, particularly older folks who are more vulnerable to illness and loneliness. 
I thought that was a I've been trying to be more intentional about mm-hmm. that to, mm-hmm. you know, think about people maybe who I haven't been in contact with or people who I maybe know are older and already kind of isolated, keeping in touch with with them. Lisa also said, engage in an art form of your choice. Draw, paint, dance. She said there are a number of free dance classes on Instagram Live. Patricia. I know Debbie Allen is doing that. We're yeah. doing that, right? Oh, you are? Oh, no. You and me, we're going <gasps> to do that. I had no idea <gasps> there was free dance classes on Instagram Live. Yes. And we're not going to invite Sarah because we know Sarah hates dancing. <laughs> we know she I loves mean... us to uh, isolate her. <laughs> I'm just it's kidding. My, You're invited. It's my favorite. You can see yeah. where the triangle I'm, is in this podcast. It's... I'm busy. <laughs> it looks like I'm busy. So, But we oh. haven't even told you when we're doing it. So, <laughs> She also said if you like acting, then learn a new monologue, record it, and send it to friends and family. That's odd. Yeah. Yeah. I thought yeah, that was cool. odd. <laughs> Is it different than like the diatribes I'm sending them about what my life looks like right now? It's like it's more di- it's um, maybe structured? Sure. Well, I feel like I'm pretty structured. <laughs> I feel like that might uh, be the problem. Just wait till. Rigid. Rigid is the word. I'm just going to have some monologues from Hamlet coming to y'all's inbox soon. So just get ready Do for it. that. Do it. I will full on be supportive of that. Cecily F. said, remember, schoolwork hours don't have to be 8 to 3, Monday through Friday. You can teach kids at any time during the day, any day of the week. So that normal structure that we're used to, the daytime, we can throw that out the window because it might not fit for us anymore. Smart. Yeah, I like that a lot. Flexibility. Yes. Be and mm-hmm. and be flexible and like generous with yourself too. Like yes, yeah. adaptive. I was thinking mm-hmm. too, you know, like kind. Everybody's saying, Oh, you gotta create a routine or a structure, which I think is really important, but you're not gonna know what routine or structure fits for you until right. you've done it a couple of times and worked the kinks out. So just because you stru- set a structure on day one, don't expect to be doing that in a week or two from now if we're still yes. all in our homes. Cecily F also said, get dressed every day. Even bad if you don't ad- feel like it. Bad advice. <laughs> I have been in sweatpants and a hoodie. Well, I mean, that's typically what I wear anyway. Right. That's what you wear to work. So you have been So you're dressed. dressed. <laughs> nice job. I have been particularly bad at this. I've, like, realized, like, oh, it's been two, three days since I've taken a shower. Like, oh, that's fascinating. So this is advice that I definitely need <laughs> because I'm disgusting. Because science. Science says hygiene is important, especially during a pandemic. Right. <laughs> nice job. Nice job. Make a schedule that separates work days and weekends so that kids can understand the difference. And I think that makes sense. Yeah. Like, yeah, I like that structure. And also she advises, Cecily advises that wine club delivers. Yes. Nice nice job, Cecily. Yeah. Ending strong. Ending nice. strong. <laughs> Katie L said, snuggle your pets. Yes. Which I feel like we haven't mentioned pets at all, so I really like that one a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, cook new things. And she said, though this might not be financially possible for everyone, if it is, try and cook new things. Have virtual hangouts. She said that Knoxville in particular has done virtual brew hops where you can pick up the beer in advance. Then you can somehow tune in to each of the things. So I thought, so surely if Knoxville's doing that, I thought I'm sure other towns could do that or you can arrange to do that. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. 
watch mm-hmm. a series you wanted to watch and haven't yet. KDL also said limit news exposure, which came in from a couple of different people. So mm-hmm. I thought that must Definitely. be something, yeah, which Important. I'm not doing, uh, but something mm-hmm. that maybe I should be more mindful and try to start doing. Spring clean. It is after after all spring. So maybe get into those nooks and crannies that you never have been able to before. Go outside. You can sit or walk. Yeah, there's lots of lots and lots of good research about how how much exercise can benefit your mental health and also how much nature can benefit your yeah. mental health for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Help local businesses by buying gift cards or takeout. So there's been a lot of reports about how, you know, this social distancing is really going to affect small businesses and the economy and I've seen uh, I think that's a really good advice about how how you can you know, help your your local community as well as thinking beyond just what you're doing day to day, but also be mindful about your local community. Start mindfulness or yoga, which is very timely based on our academic deep dive. And Katie actually provided a number of YouTube links for these mindfulness practice for both pa- mm. uh, parents and adults or adults, sorry, adults and children. Both parents um, and adults. And adults. <laughs> they are very different groups. But anyway, sorry, adults and children and in an article. And I'm, I'll put those at the bottom of the, in the episode description because those YouTube links I think would be very helpful. Desiree C. also wrote in and Desiree C. said she was a teacher. She said, one, schedule the day. She said that helps provide a sense of normalcy and is how teachers get through the summer which hmm. didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Set up a workspace so that it is separate from the leisure. So kind of pairing on, I think, what Carol M. said is setting it up in different places so it feels different. Also make sure it's kind of separate than the rest of, of what you're doing. Set up communication norms with work teams. I thought this was really a good idea. So no one should text after five or before eight. So because we're communicating with our work in people at work in a very different way for people who are working from home and so sometimes those boundaries can be then blurred so making sure those boundaries of communication are are set in place the last thing Desiree C said was remember that everyone is trying it's hard to remember when we're not seeing each other's faces but assume good intent that's kind of like a loving kindness meditation I like it yeah I I agree I thought that was a really nice thing to remember too the benefit of the doubt. Meryl B. said, and again, thank you everybody for writing in. I really appreciate this. Meryl B. said that she's literally going insane, so she doesn't have any advice to give. Oh. But she said on a serious note, she's tried to do some home workouts, which she's noticed have improved mm-hmm. her mood. So Makes sense. And I think also just being mindful and aware, self-aware that mm-hmm. this is not going well for me right now and yeah. I need to change something, I think is just an important thing. Emily C. said that she might be an outlier because she's really naturally a homebody and works from home to begin with. So this time has not really affected her like it does other people. And I thought that that was a really great perspective because so much of we're all kind of talking about how this is a huge change for us. But it it might not be for everybody. And that's okay. Yeah. Right? Like, it's just a normal day. (laughs) Just a normal day, huh, PR? <laughs> with children uh, running with around the background. My children are running around the background. Usually they're out of the house when I record podcasts, but <laughs> not during this time. Social distancing <laughs> makes us all have to accommodate. I will social distance from my children. Wait, is that not what they are saying? Is that not what the recommendation is? Science! <laughs> <laughs>
but she, but Emily C does recommend you know doing a, a to do list to help for people who are used to like being out and about and doing things, making a to do list and putting things on the to do list that maybe have been on the back burner for a while. And I thought that that was a really good idea as well as you know be mindful of what you're putting on that to do list as well. Feel like you're accomplishing things if you need that. But Pamela D said she decided to finish one of her mini cross stitching projects that are sitting half completed. So finishing projects. I really like that a lot. Organize and digitize family photos. All the things we never have time to do, basically. Write a few snail mail letters or postcards. I really like this idea. Yeah. I think I that's a too. nice, yeah. thoughtful way to yeah. let people know you're thinking about them. Because it's really different than yeah. the fast mediums of communication. So yeah. on that one especially, I'd say good advice. Yeah, and I, I also liked it because, this might sound a little dark, but I don't really mean it as, we might be in this for a while. So those kind sure. of thinking of things that have maybe those longer term payoffs, yep. I think, and not just thinking like, what am I going to do today, 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 I think is yep. a really important mindset to have. And snail mail and writing letters back and forth will have those longer term payoffs. Yeah, I, I agree. I, we've started getting a lot of those from friends here, and it's like, just so incredibly sweet and so supportive and we feel so connected and Charlotte just loves it. So mm. today, this afternoon, our plan is to return some of those yes. letters and she's also looking forward to that. So that's great. I think that's a really sweet idea. And lastly, Jamie said batch cook. She said, if you make pancakes, make all the pancakes. If you make soup, make enough to fill your largest pot. Leftovers can be reheated with minimal effort and minimal dirty dishes. Great. She said her kids have been starving all day long and batch cooking has saved her a lot of effort on the days where she doesn't have much to give. So I think that's also one of those like think ahead type of, of things as well, because not every day you're going to feel exactly the same. Some days you'll feel great and like you can accomplish a bunch and other days you're just not going to feel like that. One thing I'd like to point out too is I'm assuming I can't say this for sure that all the people who wrote in are women. So yeah. I want to call out all the men out there that they should mm -hmm. be thinking about this too and how this affects their partners and families and being involved in creating the schedule and coming up with these ideas, not leaving all that emotional labor to their wives and oh, partners and all that out. stuff. Yeah. So just mm -hmm. throw that out there. So those are just some ideas, but we want to hear from you. What are you doing, both men and women, to stay active, to stay sane, to keep in touch with friends and families who maybe you can't see? Send it all in. We'd love to share the love because we all need more examples of how we can and do this and keep our community close by doing that as well. Thank you for listening to Attached. Remember, call us, email us, tweet at us, social media us, whatever, about any relationship advice you've received that you're wondering whether to follow or pass on. We cannot wait to talk about it. Attached Podcast is written by Patricia Robertson, Sarah Woods, and Jacob Priest. Sound editing by Kylie Hubbard and produced by Kylie Hubbard, Patricia Robertson, Sarah Woods, and Jacob.